What What's up? going on? Welcome to another episode of the Love God Love Sex Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Host, it's Pete. Jamie. What's your bank accounts looking like? And before we, <laughs> oh, you jumping right in? I was gonna put the toe in. Like and just just ask me to the you would... I got to go all the way in. <laughs> oh yeah, to the to back, the back wall, a little cervix. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's... <laughs> Service, service. <laughs> Come on, lady. Like, I, I can't remember this lady's name, but they be talking about you can't let a man hit the bottom of your vagina. Oh, yes. I, I, Alexis K. Tyler, who she was on the public access in Atlanta and, uh, in the arts with her mother. She's right. She's like, you bottom. can't let every man go to the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, me and my boys will say, you can't let every girl cowgirl you. You can't let every girl cowgirl you because some cowgirls will. Get you like that. Oh, 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 oh. Here's the bank account. And then you'd be Here's the credit card. Right, going for broke. Yeah. Oh, no. You'd be <laughs> straight up zombified. Just like, yes, well, yo. master. What's up, Hogwash? <laughs> Are you trying to break up with me? Nothing. Oh, nothing, nothing, master. Before like, we Renfield move any further, you guys, if you are following us uh, on YouTube, TikTok, we're at Love God, Love Sex Pod. If you want to follow us, Smash that subscriber button so you know anytime we are putting out new content or have a new episode up. Um, and thanks for all the love on our socials. Feel like the community's yes. growing. I love the the love that we're getting on the clock app. People commenting more, enjoying the content. <laughs> so we just want to keep giving y'all getting people what they want. Yep, exactly. With that said, let's get into today's episode, which is called Brokeity Dating Broke. While Broke. Yeah. yeah. Brokeity Broke. I mean, there's, I mean, we know the song. There's no romance without finance. You got to have Brubs. a J-O-B. Oh, that, okay. If you want to be with to me. To be with me. Old, old, oh, oh, that was a two-step era. Everything in the 80s was. Yeah, step. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. So let's talk about this. And we're going to say some pretty impactful statements, statements some people may agree with, some people disagree with. But Jay and I are really passionate about this for two reasons. One, as you guys have probably heard on the podcast, I've talked numerous times about income inequality and how income inequality starting in 1980 has just become more stark, creating a lot of problems for middle class, working class and poor people here in the United States making it very impossible to conduct what was seen as a very normal life. Buying a house, buying groceries. You see the price of eggs right now in this economy going through the roof. Seeing, you know, price increases and inflation just starting to grip American life. Now that's starting to ease, thank God. But what's still left over is this fact that many workers or labor, as people like to call it, is still undercapitalized and still not able to create wage parity or wage wages that mimic the purchasing power that was seen in post-war periods of the late 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, going up until 1980. So that's number one. Number two, we're passionate about this because we at this podcast are really big on dating etiquette. As you can tell, we talk about you know, respecting your partner, even if it's a situationship or a booty call, honoring their humanity, thinking ethically, 
how do you treat that person in a way that you would want to be treated? Or how do you treat that person in a way that they should be treated based on who they are as a human being? Nothing more, nothing less. And so this whole idea of money and having enough money or not having enough money ties into our whole concept of what does it mean to be a good dater or to engage in ethical sex. So with that said, let's get right into it. And I'm going to start off with my first comment. And I want you to comment because I know, I know we may have some disagreement here. And I want to say this, men should pay for the date. If you can't pay for the date, don't go on the date. Mm, you mean if you can't cover it totally? Like, don't even go if, if you're thinking about Dutch or going half. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Men should pay for the date or sponsor <laughs> the date. And if, if you can't sponsor the date, don't go on the date. Don't date. This is not your mm. season for dating. Go ahead. I want you to respond because I, I got something for you. Said I, got, I got something for you. I got, I got something. I got, I got something right for you now. today. I don't even know. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, was, I didn't want to say the talk, but I, I got I'm something. Over bag, Dad, you over man, here bulletproof right from the cops. I got something. Yeah. Uh-huh, I got I mean, something listen, right here. Though, I go ahead. I can understand the sentiment. I think in this day and age, when you need two incomes to keep a household afloat. The idea of a primary income um, basically being an income that floats everything, you got to apply that to dating as well. So if you have a scenario where a man is the primary earner and he's sponsoring all the dates, it could create an environment where he feels like, well, yo, if I'm putting out all of this bread, I should expect sex the way I want in return. And that's really only the caveat with something like that is obviously if you got it, like you said, if if you can sponsor the date, then go on a date. And if you can't, then the alternative is, you know, getting in the lab and building yourself up to when you can do that. Uh, That's an ideal. That's a goal. But I think the majority of people aren't at a place where they can just sponsor or underwrite every date. And so most people need uh, some sympathy and compassion in that regard. And it's like, well, I'll work with you. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe our first two dates are kind of minimal, low risk, but maybe every third or fourth date we do something extravagant. Like I think there are ways to kind of work through that if somebody doesn't have the means to sponsor the Mm. the date completely and y'all both have to kind of pool your resources, but I don't know if it's right Mm -hmm. to just outright say, if you can't afford it, or if we got to go Dutch, or if we got to go half, then you shouldn't be dating at all. Even though I understand that sentiment. Like, I feel like because that's the ideal that a woman would want. And if you really want to make yourself a suitable bachelor, then you should probably be, you know, what the, the person you desire wants or what be the, the, the object of desire for the group. Mm-hmm. That's what women want. I mean, women want a man who does, like mm-hmm. Scott Galloway says, signals resources and has that and uh, has money and status and all of that. And it's like, I think a lot of men and women would agree with you, but I just, I mean, it's almost like we say, it's not inaccurate. It's just not 
it's just incomplete that kind of sentiment right you're not, not, you're incorrect, not incorrect you're just, you're just incomplete. incomplete that's how i look at that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well my pushback on that is that when i listen to the red pill community and some other male communities or male content driven communities because some of these w- women are uh, um, upholding these communities as well there is a desire to relegate women and place women into these very small boxes of behavior and these small boxes of outcomes. What I mean by behavior and outcomes, you are supposed to behave like a wife. So you cook, you clean, you submit. And these outcomes are that you're protected, you're safe, you're, uh, you're provided for. The moment a woman violates that, she sucks one too many dicks. She entertains one too many guys. She shows off one too many uh, uh, boob fat in, in a, in a wedding dress at her friend's wedding. Then now she is relegated to the doldrums or the pits of judgment, despair, where there's much weeping and gnashing of teeth and where much unwed unmarried women uh, lay. So I'm saying, well, if that's the case, if you want to put someone in a box, well, then you, you started mm-hmm. the box because you're saying you're the leader. If you're going to be the leader, as Simon Sinek has taught us, leaders eat last. That means the leader provides, right? When we talk about the shepherd, the shepherd makes sure the sheep are good, right? Their, their, their hair is cleaned, you know, their whole coat is cleaned, rather, excuse me, and there's no bugs in them. So that's how they, the shepherd gets the sheep to relax. The shepherd must tend to the sheep in order for the sheep to relax and for the shepherd to get the sheep to do things. So you want to be the shepherd? You want to be the, the person with the big stick? in the bedroom and outside, that means you have to provide. If you can't provide, you can't expect sheep-like outcomes. You can't expect the sheep to relax and be calm and to lead them where you want to lead them because you as a shepherd are inadequate. So in this context, if you cannot sponsor the date, then don't date. And another thing about this is that I'm flying in the face of sex culture for most men. There's an understanding that, well, I need to fuck. I need to do this and I need to do that. What, does that woman need to work? Does that woman need to date? What does that woman fell in love and she had sex with a dude and then she fell in love again and had sex with another dude? Well, that's because she's not controlling yourself. Well, you're not controlling yourself. You're not controlling your sex life. You're not controlling your thought life. You're overuse of porn and you're addicted to porn. You're so addicted to porn, you try to play out porn scenarios. human beings, right. <laughs> in your bedroom. Right. That you can't even pull off. Your dick ain't that big and you ain't that flexible. Yet you'll then make those demands on women and say that if they don't perform, they're once again sentenced to a life of despair in this pit that where much, many, many unmarried women lay. And that's the problem I have. Because if you're the leader, the leader takes the lead. The leader takes the arrows. The leader takes the bullets. The leader, as Richard Marcinko said, for those who don't know, Richard Marcinko is one of the first Navy SEALs who just passed away a couple of years ago. He says, when you find me leading, I'm in the front. Because if I'm the one who said this was the right way to go and this was the right path to take, this was the right uh, initiative we were going to take as a SEAL team, you trained a lot of SEAL Team 6 demolition, you know, uh, terrorist teams, then I'm the one in the front because if anyone's going to get popped first, it's going to be me. And then y'all can make your own decision on how you're going to survive from there. If you leave, see me leading, I'm leading from the front. What I hear a lot in the red pill community 
is a lot of men demanding from people, in particular women, that they be a certain way, they act a certain way, they live a certain way, and they obey. Cool. Well, then you need to be able to provide. I'm not saying those are values I agree with, but if that's going to be your values, let's be consistent. Mm -hmm. You need to lead. If you can't provide, then you shouldn't be having sex. Because that means, according to a lot of what the male part of the Red Pill Pundits would say, you need to skill up. You need to be in the gym. You need to be learning how to cook so you can cook healthy food for you. Get your nutrition game up. You need to get a skill, a set of skills. Cal Newport has a great book, professor in Georgetown University out of PhD from MIT. So good they they so good they can't ignore you. So good they can't ignore you. The book's all about how do you create a cluster of skills and you become so valuable in the marketplace, you get a paid above market value. Where do your skills? And don't tell me it's Call of Duty <laughs> and Warhammer. Don't tell me that's so what it 2K. is. Because I don't want to hear it. And I'm sure the women that you're lusting after don't want to hear it either. And the women that you're imposing these very rigid, strict standards on don't want to hear it either. What are your skills? What do you bring to the table? And if you can't bring anything to the table and you can't do it right now, guess what that means? You learn how to meditate, work out. You do sex transmutation in the words of Napoleon Hill, right? You learn to take your sexual energy and apply it to other tasks. And now you want pity. Now you want people to hear people say, well, I have a dick and my dick is hard and, and I'm horny. Okay. So you can create your own level of humanity for yourself, but you can't give it to the women that you're criticizing. Again, I'm going to tell you like the black men I raised tell me, if you can't do it, then that's on you. You have to perform. This is leadership talk right now. Leadership one-on-one. If you can't do it, that means it's not for you. You don't go up to the Porsche dealership and say, Hey, I really want a Porsche badly. I mean, I got Porsches all up on my wall. I got Porsche magazines. I can tell you anything and everything about how a Porsche is run, its maintenance, the cost. I can tell you about Porsches from the 70s, Porsches from the 80s, Porsches from the 90s. Can you give me a Porsche? Sure. We'll give you a Porsche once you give us money. Well, I ain't got the money. Then get out. Yeah, maybe you need to Security. be a salesperson if you know that much about it. And that's how you can get to your Porsche. But we ain't just giving it to you. Yeah, that's my point. This is leadership talk one on one right now. You ain't got it. Then you're not entitled to it. And you are in no position to shame, ridicule, criticize any woman into being with you. Because you can't provide. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're all there. We've all been there. You could argue that me and you are there right now putting all this time and investment into building up this oh, media sure. imprint. I definitely ain't got it like I used to. I took a huge pay cut. But I feel like dating standards have moved with that shift. You know what I mean? Like I'm not out here proactively dating. You know what I mean? Like I'm just kind of like if if it's a situation, well, I mean, every situation is going to require some some money. You can meet up with somebody. Oh, no, I'm not I saying just, don't just meet up with somebody, but some of y'all. The way that I like to date. I like to spend money. I mean, so it's like me too. I, I'm, me too. I'm a lot. I'm a <laughs> lot. I'm, I'm a lot me. more <laughs> cognizant of the money I'm spending because I'm self-employed now. So it's like, yo, I'm not gonna beat a chicken ahead and be like, oh, you know, I could just 
I don't want to game her with conversation. Now I might lean more into the conversation because yeah. that's more of what I have to offer right now. But I don't want to game anybody with conversation. I don't I don't want it to be a default because I can't mm-hmm. take you up. You know what I mean? And so I think mm-hmm. that yes. to me, that's where your statement makes sense. Like if you really don't have it at all to give, um, then maybe you just need to be out of the game. I'm I was more so talking about for guys who may not have it. And this is this is kind of what income inequality breeds differences in lifestyles, right? So it's like I might meet a woman and I can do some things for her, but she's used to getting first class trips everywhere. She's used to champagne taste. And it's like, I don't want to, I shouldn't feel like I have to sit myself down because I can't do it on her level. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's not so much that I can't mm-hmm. do it. I just might not be able to do it to the standards of some people that I might want to go after. So that's why I was just like, if you could find somebody who's willing to work with you where you are, then that's cool. But like, if it's just the, the extreme circumstances, like you said, uh, they're unemployed and they're just on the couch somewhere and they're just playing video games and not, you know what I mean? Not skilling up or pouring into themselves or self-development. Uh, then yeah, stay out of the game and, and don't expect, well, I can't say don't expect, cause there's still some girls who will sleep with them. Uh, cause clearly that happens, but I don't think that you can go around demanding sex or feeling like you can command it from a woman because you don't have what it takes to meet her needs. That's it. That's it. For the type of person, quote unquote, sheep, right? Because that's how they describe these women, docile, easily pliable, easily malleable. They lead them wherever they go. I'm the leader. You're the follower. So you want sheep. Okay. Well, the shepherd has to take care of the sheep for the sheep to calm down. Yeah, I think I think men in the red pill community That's the would whole agree Psalm with you though. That's the 23rd. But you ain't got it. You mean they would agree with the fact yeah. that if you ain't got it, I go think they would up. agree. I think they would also agree the, with I, you I, that you're right. Men and I have should heard... be sponsoring the date because because they they've yeah they acknowledge what is and they you know what i mean like they acknowledge dating dynamics um that they feel are are norm are normal which i think a lot of them would say men should be the provider they should be the protector they should be the leader and so as that i should have the funds to be able to cover this date and if i don't yeah i'm sitting my ass at home and not to just be playing madden or 2k mm-hmm. and bullshit my life away you can't party your life away. Drink your life Bo away. Bo Jackson's, Michael Jackson's away. Moonwalker. Party your life away. Because your seeds grow up the same. Your son. Your seeds grow up the same way. Sometimes your seeds grow up the same way. Guys, check lyrics. out Better Tomorrow. But Wu Tang. And I'm just like, yo, I see why Dirty said Wu Tang is for the babies. Because they was really spitting gems, yeah. son. Oh, yeah, they were. They were. They were. Better Tomorrow. That's a great song, guys. 1990, summer of 1997, I was working in a grocery store in the milk aisle. I would just play that album over and over again. I would play the Uptown Saturday Night album or the Uptown album by Camp mm. Lowe, back to back. Anyway, let's move on to the next statement. That's, 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 that's you. Well, my statement is really more of a question, and it kind of came from um, a comment that was on our TikTok, which we were talking about the post was, you know, one of the things that one of the ways that men are messing up on dates is not paying 
And this guy left a comment mm-hmm. that it's pathetic for a woman who makes more than a man to expect him to pay for it. And my question to him was, you know, do you think the higher earner, regardless of gender, should be paying for dates or should be the one who makes financial decisions or have that kind of control or influence in the relationship? What do you think about that? What I think about that is people will find their ways to build relationships with people. There's some going to be some remarkable couples that come out in the future where the man makes less than the women and not just in the relationship, but that's how they started. He started making less. He was the mm-hmm. teacher. He was the social worker. She was the, the city corp exec, the, uh, Morgan Stanley executive, the, the up and coming healthcare tech executive. Of course, they're going to find each other. They're going to fall in love. They're going to get married and they're going to have a thriving, healthy life together. Cool. There are going to be exceptions to the rule because guess what? In all rules, there are exceptions. That's the nature of rules. What I'm saying is that in these circumstances where you have initiated, you have led, you have indicated that you have interest and you are going out of your way to court, seduce, and engage, it is up to you to find a way to sponsor that date. Now, Again, will there be exceptions to that rule? Of course, because all rules have exceptions. That's the nature, again, of rules. But to say that you expect women to pay and they're the higher earner, my question back to you is, what do you do when you said you're the one that wanted to take her out? You initiated the conversation. You initiated the engagement. You are trying to riz on her. You are trying to seduce her. So now she's expected for you to pay for that? Or she's expecting rather her to pay for that? No, you mean if he's expected her to pay for that? Yeah, or yeah, yeah or, no, he's pay. expecting her right, even to though pay he's for the, one that's been risen. the attention yeah. that mm-hmm. he's trying to get from her. I don't know, man. I, I saw this video couple of years ago with this guy talking about this at a, I guess it was at a dating conference or whatever. And this woman asked him, you know. Yes. The yeah. white dude on the stage with the, with mm-hmm. the dirty white t-shirt. Yeah. It he had a good dirty. response. <laughs> like, 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 like that, <laughs> like that college <laughs> dorm t-shirt. Dirty white t-shirt. He must have been really um, but I, but I think I really loved his response because basically he was painting a picture of what kind of dynamic does it set up? when you have expectations, number one, you don't, that you don't talk about, like, I know we have these, um, historical gender roles Mm -hmm. and expectations on who's supposed to do what, who's supposed to pay, who's supposed to court and who's supposed to pursue and all of these other things. But like, to your point, if you're going to put somebody in a box, then set a place on your floor for that box to sit because you're putting them in that box. And in the same way, we would have to like if we if we could affirm a woman's expectation for a guy to pay, are we going to affirm a guy's expectation for a woman to put out? Now, I know we can't because we don't police women's bodies like that. I just mean if we're going to address one. Yeah, anyone's bodies, though. 
anyone's but i think if a woman expected a man to put out that would it be is it a problem for somebody to watch somebody else's pockets period regardless of gender like you're so watching pockets well watching this is the thing watching pockets and setting up a dynamic for sponsoring a date to me are two different things so in that video that gentleman definitely made a good point about looking at friendship if you're looking at the the ultimate goal of having a friend if friendship is a centralizing organizing concept in your understanding of marriage and long-term relationships how does it sound when you go to your friend and say give me 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 sounds pretty rotten and despicable and most friends would have stopped you after the third give me and said you can give me right. on your own. Especially I'm out of here. Not doing no here, here, here to offset that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So he was trying to set up an opportunity to explore friendships. And what does it mean when you say to someone, hey, I ain't got it today. Can you get it? And then, hey, when you ain't got it, I have it. And I'm totally for that. That makes sense. And I think that has its place. Again, it depends how people arrive at their connection and engagement together. What I particularly am highlighting is the rhetoric about I want a certain type of woman and she needs to do this and she needs to do that and I'm the leader. Well, if you're the leader, then lead. The problem I have with a lot of, not even the red pill community pundits or a quote unquote spokespeople, but what I see sometimes in comments and just a general air a culture around the red pill community is there's a lot of policing of women, but not policing of yourself. If you're the leader, like I said earlier, you take all the shots, you take all the hits. If something goes wrong, it's on your neck, that album, it gets wrapped around your neck and you get thrown into the ocean. And now you have to find a way to Mm -hmm. get out. Not your people. Being a leader is a thankless job. But when I hear leadership framed in the red pill community, especially around marriage and relationships, It's very much about what the woman needs to do, the person who's being protected, as opposed to the leader. What are you supposed to do? What are you doing? If anything, you're supposed to be giving out more than she gives out. Whether you talk about more in the sense of volume, more in the sense of breath, right? Mm -hmm. More things that you're doing. So volume is like, if I'm providing, I'm providing for a very long time. That's volume, right? Breath, I'm talking about multiple things you're doing. Yeah, 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 right? It's lawn care, it's home care, it's this and that. You you, you want someone to, to run your home a certain way? Do you know how to cook and clean? Now, I'm not saying that's the only thing that you need to do and that that's the only way to lead, but I don't hear any leadership talk. I don't hear any man from these communities getting up and say, you know what, I do expect my wife to be docile and I do expect me to to have the last word and I do expect her to do this but here are the things that I do for her and here's how I do it and here's how I've sacrificed in order to be the leader in that home so that I can ask her or make a request of her of these things because we shouldn't be demanding we use the word demand but we should be making requests I mean I hear it I hear the leadership talk it's just not as prominent as the complaining like you said like they'll talk about it and I've heard Kevin Samuels talk about as a man these are the things that you should be doing um, and like really giving it to these dudes and serving these dudes. Okay. Like, nah, side. 
Okay, yeah, you're right. I have seen yeah, and I have seen him serve men with the same approach and energy that I've heard him but, serve. But to your women. point, is not have. prominent, and I know it's a big criticism of them, and we can still critique him. But that part, I'm like, I've saw him like crap on men who had expectations. Yeah. No job, no this, and then not working. What he says is, if you're making honest work, you should be Same. respected, which I agree with too, right? If you only right now have the skills of 40, 50, 60K job, you shouldn't be, again, thrown into the pit of despair where there's much weeping and gnashing of teeth in unsexed men at, who lay about at the bottom. Right. You shouldn't. But if you're going to make the, if you're going to make demands, I need to see your leadership card and I need to yeah. see tangible results. you come with expectations that you have to have something that warrants them. I mean, that's, that's the reason why I say you would, would you, how would you address the other side? Cause we could talk about this leadership and what's necessary on the guy's side. But like, if we could say, you know, women come to the table expecting X, Y, and Z, this is the why, the reason why guys are asking, well, what do you bring to the table? Cause I want to know if the, if this is the expectation of me, why should I honor it? Well, here's the thing. If you're a guy in the market for a woman, for a wife, you already know that there are certain things, or you should know, in my opinion, there are certain things, certain aspects, certain qualities and characteristics you're looking for. She's going to either display those or she's not going to display it. So I already would come to the market like, well, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that because that's who I am. I'm a leader. That's my natural bit. And I'm not calling myself a leader. I'm saying whoever is the leader, the man, right? Whatever is leadership, because everyone is also unique mm -hmm. in what they can bring to the table. You're going to look for qualities and characteristics, at least in my opinion, you should know what they are and then look for them in her. So it's not so much a negotiation of, well, you want this out of me. So what are you going to bring to the table? It's, yo, this is who I am. This is the value I'm adding. I believe I see this characteristic or value in you that I'm looking for. Let's explore this together. As opposed to she comes to you and says, okay, I want, I want, I want, I want. And she goes oh, to her that's laundry list. Out here, bro. Most I got to let you know as somebody in the field, it, but it's happening out here. It's, it's happening out here, bro. And I don't know if it's a modern woman thing. I don't know if, if it's because women are tired and they've, you know, going through this process so many times, you know, I've, I'm sure that's yeah, where yeah, a lot yeah, of it yeah, yeah, comes yeah. from that. But regardless of the circumstances or the why, it's definitely happening. So let me ask you this question, just to, just to expound upon that, because I, I know we're running up against our time here. But really quickly, when you when they say I want, is someone just saying, hey, this is what I want? Or is someone making a demand saying, first date, do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have this? Do you have that? Or is it is it someone just saying, hey, yeah, I want things. Yeah, I want a guy 666. I want a guy six feet, six inches, six figures. I'm not going to get on somebody who says they have a preference. It's I care about how much is that preference guiding you and leading you. You're going to have preferences. You're going to have desires. How much is that desire gripping you and preventing you from seeing opportunity, right, where it's staring you right in your face? So instead of a guy who's 6'6", six, six, he's 5'11", 5'10". 90K, Six figures. Yeah. He's at ninety k, but has this has is getting ready to start his own franchise with a couple of friends. His dick size, I can't help you all there. It is what it is. <laughs> right. There's a lot of prayer and supplication. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But some people say, mm -hmm. "Do you got tongues and you got fingers? What that tongue gonna do?" 
I'm saying to the men, you're sitting down as the leader. You're coming in and saying there are some characteristics for a woman I'm looking for, values. She embodies certain characteristics. I imagine when you're going into the market, you already have that in mind and you're using that as a way of intervening or mitigating some of the conversations you're having. You could sit down with certain women and see within 15 minutes whether they match your values or not. And if they don't, have a nice day. I'm talking about mm -hmm. if you were speed dating, for example. There's women I've seen in my daily life, whether it be at work or through other conversations, other communities I've been involved in, who display some of the characteristics that I was looking for and would look for in a wife. They're family-centered. They care about their mom. They are trying to help out other family members. They're loving. Uh, they are driven by ambition and purpose. They care about creativity. It's a centralizing element in their life. They're supportive. I mean, I can see that in women all around me or not see it in women all around I me mean, because I know how to discern it. So I, it's just hard for me to hear, again, a lot of leadership barking, but no leadership bite. No, I feel that. Totally feel that. I mean, just to answer your question, it happens in both ways. I mean, you have some who are out here very demanding. Okay. And I think to your point, those are the people you see who those preferences are really gripping them. And it's like anything outside of that yeah. is a dub. Like, I don't even want to, don't even waste my time talking to me if you can't do X. And I'm just like, like yeah. I get it. Then, because, and I mean, I, I would rather yeah. somebody be that wed to what they want, that they know what they want so much that I get weeded out. As opposed to us mm -hmm. trying to work something out and then finding out two or three months in, like, yo, we're, it's all, we're all in water. We didn't really even need to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. see where this Absolutely. went. But, uh, I mean, it, it happens in both scenarios, yeah. bro. Okay. Totally open to that. Yeah, We'd love to explore to. that in a future episode. Thank you, brother. This is a great episode. Everyone, thank you for listening. Check us out. TikTok, YouTube, at Love God, Love Sex Pod. Check us out on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at Love God, Love Sex Pod on both YouTube and the audio podcast. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button on TikTok. Come along and follow and enjoy the conversation and the journey. Love to learn and grow with you. Also have an email, connect at lovegodlovesexpodcast.net. Again, connect at lovegodlovesexpodcast.net. Always open to show ideas and suggestions. That's been our episode for today. Until next time, take care.